so in this exercise we talked about families I showed you how to create them if you're in the opening screen of Revit you can literally just click on the new families button or you can go to the R button in the upper left hand corner and say new family you create it from a template file if you're not sure what you want to create you can always use generic model or you can create it based on okay I want to create furniture or casework or specialty equipment whatever you want to create you do have to be careful once you select one of these you cannot always go to another one one of the nice things about generic is that you can switch it to furniture or your casework now if you're in a more complicated item sometimes casework may not be able to switch back and forth to another one so you have to be careful about what you select the other thing that's nice about generic model is as we look in the preview you can see it just has reference planes in the casework family it's giving you requirements or parameters that are already set up so it's looking to create parametric families so if you're not sure what shape or other items that you want to create I would suggest probably going to the generic model once inside the generic model or in your family template that you've created you have to start creating your family so you have to think about what you want to create. Do you want to create an extrusion? Do you want to create a blend, revolve, any of these items? How do you want to create them? So if we wanted to create just a simple extrusion, we start drawing. Now I've created an extrusion. It's one foot tall. So I can start to change these items as you want to be able to create your family. If you want to start adding parameters, okay, how do you want to parameterize this object? One of the most simple parameters that you can add are your dimension parameters. Add some dimensions. You go to your family types. You want to create new parameters. We're going to create family parameters. We're going to call one length. Make sure that you're using the common discipline. The length parameter is the type of parameter and the dimension so that it shows up under the dimensions. Then you have to make a decision. Do you want this to be a type parameter, meaning it affects all types or all of the same type of object or all the same type of family? Or do you want it to be an instance so that it's individualized per each object? create another parameter and we'll call this one depth and we'll make this one an instance now we have our two parameters I can select my dimensions say okay I want that to be the length I want this one to be depth and now you can see that those have parameters to them some of the other parameters that we can create we can have a text object, you can have a number, you can have an area, you can change materials, or you can have yes-no. This yes-no object is more for visibility. So if we wanted to create a yes-no parameter, we'll say left side. And we'll group that under other. And we'll make it a type parameter. So now I'm going to create another piece. I'll just create a simple extrusion here. 
create a quick rectangle. And I'm going to just extend this up two feet as opposed to one so that we can see it quickly. I'm going to select this object and I want to uncheck visibility because I want to be able to control that with the yes no parameter. So I've called this left side so now if I select OK now I've created this piece that can be turned on or off really quickly. So first thing I'm going to do is I'm just going to create a new family type and I'm going to call it bench. Say OK and I'm going to turn this off because this is just going to be a simple bench. I'm going to create another new type. I'm going to say bench left arm. Say OK. Now I'm going to turn this left side on so that the, the arm turns on. Say OK. Now I've created the family. If I change this to the bench, say OK, you can see that object's kind of grayed out. So it's saying that in this case this is turned off but you're still seeing it so that because you're in the family you're working with the family so you can always add materials to these those are just some of the things that you can add within the family type so then you can take it and load into a project right now I don't have any open projects so I'm gonna create just a new project and let's find we'll just use the construction template gives us our simple object our simple project. I'm going to use control tab to go back to my family and just say load into project. So now I'm going to load my little bench here. And I'm going to load another one. And the reason that I'm going to do this is you're going to see right now I've got bench and I've got change this to bench with left arm. So that's the visibility parameter that I've just created. So we're going to take these and we're going to leave these as simple families. I'm just going to delete them from the project. They still live in the project but they're they're no longer showing. I'm going to do a quick save as and I'm going to walk through sample project. The reason I'm going to do this. I'm going to save a sample project and we're going to take a look at our directory really quick. And I'm looking at my directory. So sample project right now is two and a half megabytes. Right now I have two simple families in there, or actually one simple family. If I scroll down to the bottom here in our project browser and I look at families. There's a lot of other things in there, uh, but if I scroll down to generic models, you can see family seven that's our bench so bench and bench left arm so that's really that and whatever else already exists in the standard Revit project um, lives in this file and it is only two and a half megs in size so what I'm gonna do now is I'm gonna open another family and we're gonna open up I'm gonna take a look at size so we can see I'm looking at the Zodi chairs up at the top here. And we're going to load. Uh, actually, 
actually we'll load the panel family one last thing about families that you have to be careful of is the family size as far as file size as you start to add multiple families into your Revit project your Revit project will obviously grow in capacity as far as the kilobytes and what's taking up on your hard drive as fa families grow so does the Revit file grows uh, the size of the family is important to maintain because you don't want to have a Revit project that's got thousands of families in there that are all 10 megabytes in size because then the your Revit file is going to become uh, difficult to work with. So as you create your families or you find families online, whether it's from Autodesk Seek or Revit City or any other manufacturer, you want to maintain that they, they are following certain guidelines. Files that are uploaded to Autodesk Seek have to follow certain guidelines and those guidelines can be found on that website. But to take a quick example, I opened sampleproject.rvt and if we look really quickly in our directory, sampleproject.rvt, this is literally created from the construction template inside of Revit. It's almost two and a half megabytes in size. So that's without really me adding anything in there. Now there are already, already are already families that exist within the templates. So they're usually annotation tags, um, some basic elements already exist like ceilings, things like that. Walls exist, generic walls, uh, windows, doors. All those things already exist in a template. So if I load a couple families in there and I'm going to open sample project A. And here I've got the bench I just created just a couple minutes ago. I've got the steel case wall panel. I've got a 3D desk and I have a 2D desk. So all of these elements, uh, this 3D desk is actually a group, so I don't have this saved out as a family. I could put all these elements into a family and save it as a family, but it is just a group. But if we take a look at these elements and see what they are, if we open the edit family, I'm just going to save this really quickly because I forgot to do so earlier. And we'll just call it bench. And we'll just leave it family 7 actually and go ahead and close that. So now if we take a look at each of these individual elements, our bench, or family 7, is only 252 kilobytes. Not very big, so that's not going to add a lot of file size to our Revit uh, project. Our steel case panel is almost 2.5 megabytes by itself. That could start to cause a problem. Uh, our workstation, our 2D workstation, is only 264 kilobytes. So obviously that's not adding a lot to it. If we look at sample project A that we've already um, opened, it was 8 megabytes. So this is with the families loaded into it. So now if we take another example, we're going to open sample project B. Now I've created 1,000 of those furniture panels. If we go and we look at the file size, we can see it hasn't really changed a whole lot. It's added a little bit, but because it's already have it already has the family in there, each of these are considered 
the same thing. Now, if we start adding more types to it, I mean, this family, as we saw earlier, already has a lot of types to it. But if we were to add more flexibility, more types, uh, start adding different heights to these panels, then we're going to start running into problems in that the file size would start to grow, the family size would start to grow, things like that. So in the next project, we're open project C, I created a bunch of the different 3D groups. Once again, if we look at the, the family or the file size of the project, it really did not grow a whole lot. But you can kind of start to see between A and B, or really from the, the first start and uh, the second component, or as far as our file size, from the beginning, just the template, to start adding families in there, you can see how the file size starts to grow. Now, like I said, as you start to add in chairs, furniture panels, you start to build a, a bunch of different walls, doors, things like that, your file size will continue to grow. But you don't necessarily have to worry about how it's going to affect uh, the file size once you get the family in there. It's just the, that initial thing that you have to worry about. What will also add to file sizes is if you start to create a bunch of 3D views or sections, things like that, things that need to be updated as you're changing components. So you have to start to look at some of those visibility graphics, things that we'll touch on in a different exercise. So one thing that I did mention just briefly is why would we use a 2D family versus a 3D? In most cases for your schoolwork and even in professional world, you'll want to use 3D families. That way you can cr create a quick 3D view. Why I used a 2D family in some of my projects is one because I had it in AutoCAD and I just converted it over to a Revit family really quickly. It allows me to make a lot of copies, not have to worry about if I change a type what it's doing to the graphics. So each of these families here as you change these things you know you have to worry about what it's doing to each of the graphics. Because this is just 2D I don't necessarily have to worry about that because it's not changing a lot of components. I don't have a lot of parameters or materials or things like that assigned to a 2D family. It allows for quick movement, quick regeneration of views where 3D objects will take time to regenerate as we saw when we were trying to load a family or update a parameter on a family. So that's families in a nutshell. We'll take a look at a couple different things down the line. Like I said, we'll talk about conceptual masses. We'll look at some of the materials. We'll start to look at visibility graphics and different things like that so that you can see how to start to put together a document set or how to create renders. All these different aspects are things that we'll touch on in some of the def other exercises.